It's been six years of podcasting, and without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to bring these podcasts to you. So I want to thank today's sponsors. And first off, we have the Pretentious Pickle Company of 190 Water Street in Plymouth. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to get down there, uh, go down and check out what they make. They have everything pickled you can imagine from uh, pickled beets to carrots to mushrooms to onions to Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. They even have pickled um, uh, or pickled flavor cotton candy, I should say. They make it fresh there every day, and you can go in there and check out what they have to offer. And if you're not in the Plymouth area, you can go to pretentiouspickle.com and check out what they have to offer there as well, and they will ship it out to you. Their stuff is delicious. You should check it out. And uh, they are big fans of ours, and we are big fans of theirs. So thank you to the Pretentious Pickle Company for sponsoring today's episode. And our second sponsor today is Moonrise Cinemas. Moonrise Cinemas is a new drive-in in Plymouth. Uh, right on the Plymouth-Kingston line. They're located at 428 Court Street in Plymouth, Mass. And they offer a great selection of movies. You can go. It's very family-friendly. I went and checked out The Goonies there. They've had Marvel movies, a wide variety of stuff. And they're really starting to expand. They have had uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This coming year, they're doing music on thursday nights on wednesdays are going to be 420 friendly events so make sure you check out what they have to offer uh, moonrisecinemas.com it's a great venue they have a beer garden they have uh their own food their food's phenomenal and they're bringing back their french toast which i'm very excited about uh, so make sure you check out what they have to offer, moonrisecinemas.com. And if you use in code INEBRIART when purchasing tickets, you'll get 10% off. So make sure you go to moonrisecinemas.com to get your tickets for movies, concerts, and more. And use code INEBRIART for 10% off on your purchase. And now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriate. This is Andy, as always, from the Inebriate Podcast. And uh, today I am joined by a guest that I stumbled across from another podcast, which I honestly don't even remember what it was, so I feel <laughs> terrible. Um, but uh, they are on a new show, Our Flag Means Death, which um, involves Taika Waititi, who's I'm a big fan of. Uh, Vico Ortez, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me, Andy. <laughs> no problem. Um, so let's, I mean, let's talk about this show. I, I don't have HBO Max, but I think I'm going to go out and get it um, because I watched the trailer for the show and I, it it looks like a uh, what we do in the shadows, but a pirate version. And I'm like, oh, this looks so good. It's a bit of that. It's a bit of that. It's funny to see uh, what people's reactions to the show is because it's such a funny, silly, goofy show, but it also has like so much warmth and depth to, I mean, very classic Taika where like yeah. there is like a show that's like very silly and funny and goofy and all of a sudden like you start having conversations about like, oh wait, what is 
masculinity what is you know what what makes you be a man you know and like um what is gender you know and, and all these like questions about like uh who you are as a human and um and he does it so beautifully with the show and i mean david jenkins as well with uh at the helm of show running and writing um it, it's really it's really amazing to to see what conversations spark from from watching the show that's also just like so warm and 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 just you're gonna fall in love with everybody really <laughs> yeah and essentially the show is a person going through a midlife crisis and he decides he's going to become a pirate and he has no business being a pirate very much so and honestly what a perfect context because i feel like pirates in general were these people who were having a second chance at life you know they they were either kicked out from society or like were like if this political structure i'm gonna make mm -hmm. my own thing i'm gonna make my own name and and reclaim who i am and be accepted for who i am of course there was a lot of violence and and then you know intense moments like that but um overall i think um the theme uh, that underlines a lot of these characters is that everyone here is getting a second go at at assuming like, oh, this is this is me, and I and I get to do it the way I want to do it, and say f you to society, which yeah. is uh, really dope. Yeah, and it, it's just, I mean, I think that's why everyone like romanticizes them is is they have that kind of they live life by their rules and you know they kind of stick it to the man which you know we all live in society but we don't want like we want to but we don't want to if that makes any sense very much so yeah. some of the questions that i've had um in the past week is like would you be you know like how do you feel about would you survive as a pirate and i'm like well my ideal right now is like have some land and have a witch coven with my queer friends and like be <laughs> outside of like society's rules so like that's kind of like you know what pirates were doing up i mean you know, i don't i don't want to pillage or you know kill people <laughs> but like i do want to like live outside so of what of what society wants me to do so yeah i would do okay <laughs> that, that's a that's a better answer than me i'd be like well is there wi-fi on the ship <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's great though i mean i'm sure we can get wi-fi still in a witch coven or in a pirate ship sure these days. Yeah. so uh, a witch coven um <laughs> how, how does that come about uh i have a lot of witch friends and i'm a little witchy myself but i'm not yeah. like i wouldn't call myself a witch but uh i have a lot of witch friends and uh i'm very queer and there's always this like connection with like nature and spirit and universe and the magic of you know uh life and how we were all connected and mm -hmm. i definitely see this like beautiful idea of like having this tribe in the middle of the woods and just like harvest and <laughs> and and just be with each other and share skills and sounds like a good time to me <laughs> yeah it's fun it's weird like i never connected that those two things together but uh my daughter is lgbtq and uh she's shopping for a prom dress so she went to salem because we're just south of salem i love this um, <laughs> i love you know, this so, like it, it never it never registered but uh she didn't find one that she found one that she likes you know yay and, uh, but um uh, and I'm going through the like, oh my god, my daughter's going to prom. Like, yeah, wow, she's almost Jeez. an adult. Yeah, oh. so, but uh, <laughs> but and I, I have to say, she's one of the reasons that I reached out to you, um, being a non-binary uh, person in a, a creative field and a, a professional. 
I'm trying to, as a father, be supportive and understand kind of like her, her life and her, and her process. She's uh, headed into a creative field herself. And how was the journey for you? Was it a huge struggle? Were people more supportive? Like it's a weird time because I feel like there's more inclusion in the creative world, but it was such a low bar to get over that I don't feel like it's an actual inclusion. It's like on the surface. It's 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 still very much on the surface level. We de definitely need to like uh, dive deeper and 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 continue to do the work. Um, mm -hmm. But it has been a journey that it's almost been parallel with uh, with how the industry has been moving. Um, I, interestingly enough, had a very similar situation to what happened to my character in Our Flag Means Death, okay. uh, where I, about like six, seven years ago, I did this uh, play where I was was a genderqueer character who went by he, him pronouns exclusively. Yeah. And in that process, I was like, this is feeling really good. And I'm not really sure why, because I still didn't know. I didn't have the vocabulary at the time. I did mm -hmm. have like queer friends, but most of them were uh, cis. Uh, so I didn't have any trans or non-binary like close friends. And as I went through the process of this show, I, f I mean, I, I now I know that I, it was gender euphoria what I was feeling because um, yeah. uh, I was able to marry my uh, femininity with my masculinity in the show, and I didn't know it was happening. It was just happening, right? Yeah. And uh, and it felt great, but the show finished, and I was like, well, that was done, and it was a character, and it's over. You know, I don't have to think about this ever again. But then I, you know, the universe works in beautiful ways, and yeah. I began became, uh, becoming closer to some of my non-binary, non gender non-conforming friends, and the words they were using to express what they were going through was deeply resonating with what I was feeling, and I was mm -hmm. like, maybe it, maybe it is me, but now it cannot be me. Um, because I had already gone through some <laughs> uh, deep internalized homophobia. Because when I first came out, I was like, just I, I, again, the the mentality that I had was like, it can't, it can't be me. I can have friends, but I can't. It can't be me because yeah. I, you know, not me though. Um, and uh, and being an actor and like. I was terrified of the industry like finding out because the I come from a background where like what will they say is like deeply ingrained on myself so I've had to like unpack a lot of that really at the end of the day has been just a lot of me unpacking and deprogramming so much of what has been um indoctrinated to me since the moment I was born um my parents have been really open uh but they've also been in this process with me because societally we've all been affected the same way right um so uh, as I, once I f finally like, you know, accepted me as someone who at the time identified as a lesbian, I was like, okay, d I did it done one and done. But then as I was starting to question my gender and like who I am and like resonating with these, uh, with these words and these feelings, I was like, ugh, like doing this again. And like, they're going to, I'm just not going to get any work. I'm, I can't, maybe I can say that I am, but I can't say it like when I go audition or like, I just have to keep pretending that I, you know, 
am this other person so I can get work. And then when I started listening to myself in this narrative and I was like, this is so fucked up that I am terrified of being who I am because I'm afraid of losing work, because I'm afraid of not getting work, because I'm afraid of getting fired. And it's like, this shouldn't be how I live my life. So that's when I was like, fuck all of this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and like, be really in your face about it. And because I don't want, you know, anyone to experience this, and it still happens. That's that's the messed up part, right? Yeah, there is this like inclusion, right? There is more diversity. We're seeing more of it on TV, on commercials, on on print. But you know, the laws are not matching the, the oh no, not at all. Yeah. at all. Um, so a lot of people have to hide who they are, um, a good chunk of their lives because mm -hmm. you know uh, we are at risk, we are in danger, and I'm hoping that with more of this. Uh, uh, diversity and inclusion, not only in front, but behind the camera, starts affecting these uh, laws and people can actually go outside and be who they are and be loved by who they are and accepted for who they are. Um, thankfully, on my end, as I was like doing the F you to, to the industry, I'm going to just like show up as myself to every single audition and like show them what they're missing and that what they actually want versus me yeah. trying to pretend or morph into what I think they want. Um, I started booking more. Um, do you think it, wording... it had something to, I'm sorry to interrupt, oh, no, do you think it ahead. had something to do with kind of feeling more relaxed and being able to focus on the work? Absolutely, because I was coming from an authentic place. Yeah. Before I was like, it was like me pretending to be someone else, pretending to be someone else. Right. So I wasn't coming, <laughs> yeah. from, I wasn't coming <laughs> from an authentic place, right? Right. Um, I was like playing a, a stereotype of what a Latin person should look and sound like mm -hmm. uh, because that's what they want. They wanted a stereotype. So I was pretending to be a stereotype and then on top of that, playing the stereotype with what they were giving me. So once I was like, F all this, I'm gonna go ahead and like bring myself to the table and be like, F your stereotype, I'm gonna show up as myself and, and show you the, the many different ways in which uh, a Latin person can exist. Because mm -hmm. um, that's another thing when it comes to non-binary, still the majority of the non-binary representation uh, is white, uh, androgynous, uh, uh, female assigned at birth, where it's like, although I, I match some of those things, there's so... There are so there's thousands, millions of ways to be non-binary, and we're still not seeing a lot of that anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So with me being Latina, being brown, I'm like hoping I can like you know get a foot on the door and be like, hey, okay, great, congratulations on getting me, but like there's a bunch of other people that like <laughs> look yeah. very different and share also very different. I mean, the same way that there are you know, thousands and millions of ways of being a man, thousands and millions of ways of being a woman, you know, like there are also thousands and millions of ways of being non-binary. Um, so not one experience is the same. And I'm hoping that with this, people start realizing, oh yeah, like, yes, of course there's more. Um, but it has been a journey. Thankfully on my end with my parents, they have been really open to conversation and dialogue and it's been really beautiful, but it has been many, many conversations because it's not just unpacking you know, me, right? It's unpacking everything. Um, yeah. Every single thing that we've been taught since the moment we're born, you know, like the system that affects me and wants to control me is doing, mm -hmm. is, is doing the same thing to everyone, right? Like when I talk to my dad, I like, 
Remember when you know you were born, like you, you were born, and immediately it was like you can't cry, you can't do this, you got to man up. What does that even mean? Yeah, you know that like masculinity can be nurturing and sensible and and sweet and tender. It doesn't need to be this like overpowering like um, uh, energy, right? It's about the balance. And same with my mom. It's like we were born, and it's like you got to be gentle and and sweet and docile. And it's like you can be a powerful, strong like. Um, a woman and like still not one that like overpowering again it's always that balanced right you can be uh, powerful you can be strong you can be gentle and tender and have all those things play on on all genders um yeah it's kind of be one thing I, I love what you're saying because um you know it's really about kind of finding out what works for you as an individual and i remember i sat my daughter down sat her down we were talking it's not like <laughs> it have, and but it occurred to me one day, I'm like, oh, I've always referred to her as her and she, and I've never asked her. And I'm like, is that cool? Like, am I making you upset? And she goes, and she was kind of like, it doesn't matter. She's like, I'll answer to they, them. She's like, I'll answer to she, her. And she goes, I don't really know what I am. I just know that I'm different. And I'm like, okay, you know, like just, just trying to like do the right thing. And apparently her pronoun is bro. Because that just tells oh everybody, God. bro, bro. <laughs> like my name's Dad, not bro. Oh, I love but, that. Yeah. No, but a... I love this conversation for y'all because it gives it gives um your daughter this like um opening to to explore, you know, mm -hmm. um who she is in this like world and and how they want to like uh, explore it and 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 open to it, you know, because oftentimes it's like, oh, I can't say anything and I'll have to figure it out after I'm gone out of the house and having a safe space in which um, they can do that. It's like incredible. And and that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a scary world out there. <laughs> it is. And she does feel comfortable talking to me to the point where sometimes I have to be very specific about what I'm asking her because sometimes she'll answer questions that I don't really want to know the answer to. Mm -mm, and then it's just like, oh God, no, that's too personal. I don't need to, you know, <laughs> no. And she she was dating uh one kid and and they broke up and she's like, I hate Paul. I'm like, I hate Paul too. Just don't tell me why. Like I don't want to know. I will hate him with oh, undying passion. I just don't want to know. That's I mean, the support, though, the support is um, much needed. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, I, I mean, and, and it's, you know, maybe it's, you know, I went to art school and have always been around creative people. So I feel like LGBTQ people very much gravitate towards the creative fields for whatever reason. So I don't really feel like it was a new thing. It's more just, you know, even like I'll go back and I'll watch old TV shows or movies that at the time were very progressive. Mm. and um you know and then you go oh wow they're still pretty problematic like when you look at them yeah um, a lot of things don't don't age very well <laughs> do you think things now will have a similar feel in like a 20-year period where we're like Absolutely. oh wow i can't believe you <laughs> talked about dogs be, that way or whatever <laughs> honestly i would be disappointed if it didn't you know i feel like part of the human experience is to constantly you know question you know and mm -hmm. explore and um the same i mean even with myself you know like what i thought five years ago is not what i think about now and i'm i'm sure that the second you know five years pass i'll also think something different you know and i think part of that like being queer is like 
knowing that the, there is never an end to this evolution and this exploration of the self. So I feel like collectively as a humanity, if, you know, in 50 years or 10 years, you know, some stuff that we said today isn't like, mm, that didn't age well. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would want us to constantly be like, uh, you know, doing better each time. Yeah. How does, that's the whole purpose. Of how does here. it shake <laughs> out? Yeah, for sure. But how does it shake out when you go for roles? Does it, do you feel it it is more because there's a lot of pressure for studios and whatnot to to cash cash cast non-binary people at, with non-binary actors but does it allow you to take gender specific roles that maybe you wouldn't be able to before or like you know I honestly I was uh, I, I had this chat and I, I, I want to play like non-binary characters like I want to. And if they give me a, a cisgender character, I'm going to be like, let's make it non-binary. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> yeah. um, it really is that cause it comes down to like still the industry is like, oh, you're playing non-binary. And it's like, no, I am non-binary. Yeah. Um, and I'm just playing this character, right? Um, so, uh, I mean, a lot of my earlier roles <laughs> were written for cisgender men. And I just, you know, just show up and be like, I'm gonna just make it non-binary. And then here we are. I mean, there were like little coasters. I actually said that to a friend of mine recently, be like, are you going out for only like non-binary roles? Or are you going for cis roles as well? And they were like, no, only non-binary. I'm like, go for the cis men roles just just make them non-binary like you know you can be a barista you know you can be a yeah. secretary only for these like co-star like you know under five roles i mean obviously that you want to get more and more I, I get more guest stars more series regulars but to get the ball rolling it's like show the industry that like we exist everywhere you right. know it doesn't need to be about being non-binary we are and we just exist um so I think that I mean I, I yeah I want to play non-binary because I feel like why why wouldn't I? Um, I can just be in whatever position, whatever place on earth, and just be a non-binary person existing. Um, and ideally, I would like for for me now. It's like I know that a lot of the roles that I'm taking, it's like there is the subject of like oh this person is non-binary. Let's talk about it a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I do want it to eventually be like oh I just am, and then it doesn't really ever. Like, it gets mentioned, but it's not about that, right? Right, right. Um, which also kind of happens with our flag, right? Like, we are touching base on the fact that my character is non-binary, but, it, you know, it it's like we accept it, we move on, and then they, they have other things to do that are, you know, badass and cool and, like, fantastic, moving on, which is really rad. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, yeah, if they give me a cis role, I'm going to be like, I mean, that could be non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. no, I, I, it, it's that's that's really kind of like the best roles. Um, and you made me think of uh, there's a cartoon called um, Venture Brothers. I have not seen this. You no, know, it's um, it's weird. There's like it's been out for like, I don't know, 15 years. And there's maybe four seasons of it because they're just so slow on getting seasons out. <laughs> um, but uh, it's very much of a, a spoof on like 1980s cartoons. And so like all like the G.I. Joes are there and like all these different and there's one um, character. His name is Shore Leave and uh, he's uh, take off on like their G.I. Joe characters were very much the village people. Mm, I love. And so he was a sailor and uh, he was gay. But like it's 
such a side note to his character that it's more important that he's like this super trained killer like soldier and the fact yes. that he's gay is just there but it's like whatever that's not the important part yep that exactly is what i i would like it for it to be for everyone <laughs> and it's really the way it should be because i mean yeah. it's like what difference it makes just people yeah and it, uh, it helps a lot of how society like sees us eventually right because i feel like when we always see the stories revolve around the issue and the identity mm -hmm. and like how everything is a problem with who they are then everyone is absorbing that unconsciously but when you see them existing it's like oh yeah i guess like they're just as normal as everyone else i'm normal you know what is normal they're just as human as everybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um so because you were even necessarily not knowing it, you were kind of trying to act towards the social norms. Do you think that kind of drove you to acting in general? So fun fact, both my parents are actors. Oh, okay. My parents, I, I was born and raised in a theater. Essentially. So you had no choice. <laughs> um, no choice at all. That was the one thing. <laughs> were you going to rebel and be a doctor uh, at one point? my gosh i'll show I, that, you <laughs> <laughs> you imagine i mean i do i have a friend uh uh both her and her husband are like performers and comedians and their kid loves science and math and they're like what is happening <laughs> um but no on my end i mean like the acting bug bit me right in the womb it was like <laughs> i came out a performer yeah. um I have so many stories of me as a kid that I don't completely remember, but apparently I just was constantly on performance mode 24 seven. Uh, and it just made sense to me. Uh, I did want to do more TV and film, which is why I moved to LA. Mm -hmm. um, but what's fascinating, and this is something that I've talked with my parents about is that when I was in high school, right? Obviously you're on all these like plays and all these things and projects and, um, and there's this uh, character in Spanish uh, history called Saltimbanqui, which is kind of similar to what a uh, Harlequin and like Comida del Art would be, okay. um, who, you know, normally is portrayed by a man, but it's kind of this like being that just kind of fairy floats, you know, like yeah. <laughs> very whimsical, very um, uh flamboyant very big and uh and as i've talked to my parents about and or like puckish energy you know mm -hmm. um which is there's like a meme going around now with like your gender isn't a sign at birth your gender is a sign in your english teachers <laughs> reading of shakespeare because <laughs> okay. it really a lot of my nb friends are like yeah i got cast as puck everyone is like yeah when you're just non-binary you're like you're a puck like this is the this is the vibe um but I also, you know, you naturally gravitate to these like characters that are just like, you know, out of out of what it's expected. Because they have to be you have to feel some sort of connection to them, kind of like, oh, I can relate to them, which absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And people can see it, too, which is funny, because like as I've talked to my parents about it, they're like, yeah, now that we have the language, like we can look back and like you've always been like this. If mm -hmm. anything, it was weird when you were trying to act, uh, you know, what, how society wanted you to act. Because I did have a moment in time where I realized, ooh, like me being like this is not, I don't think it's accepted. So I gotta, I gotta shift gears and like perform womanhood the way society wants me to perform womanhood, specifically a Latina uh, woman, right? Mm -hmm. 
so there was a couple of years in my life where I I cha- I shift gears and I performed it like like a violin and then <laughs> And then I was like, this is awful. I don't like this. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting to have these comments with my parents and them looking back and being like, yeah, you're just going back to what you were as a kid. Like, you've always been like this. Um, and it's really beautiful to see them realize, like, yeah, now we have the language. Now we understand, like, yeah, you've always been th- been this, like, saltimbanqui, this puckish, this fairy, you know, like a uh, mm-hmm. magical being. Um, and then you're just going back to it versus, you know, trying to align to what I was supposed to do. <laughs> I, I love that kind of like getting back to, to childhood. I mean, I feel like my internal self has not really changed since I was 16, 17. Like it's still, I still feel like that person. Yes, I love that. And it's there's a there's a book. Um, it's called uh, Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Ooh. And um, the author says something along the lines of, "If you go into a kindergarten, you can say who can dance, who can sing, who can draw. Like everyone's hand is up." He's like, and you know, if you go into you know three years down the line, five years down the line, there's fewer and fewer and fewer hands that go up. And it made me realize that, you know, having that childlike thought that you can do it. I mean, everybody can draw just at different levels. Everybody can sing just at different levels. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea of kind of like getting back to that point where you feel like, oh, yeah, I can sing. I mean, I'm not David Bowie, but I can (laughs) sing. You know, I sing in the car, you know, and like, why shouldn't I? It's fun. And it's I love this society is so like well you're not doing it good enough i'm like i'm not so we host drawing events and and people will come in and be like oh i'm not very good i'm like it's it's not it's not about being good it's like are you having fun do you Mm -hmm. think you're learning something are you improving who you are and letting off some steam that's what's important like we don't have an art show at the end and you know ridicule you for not you know drawing four fingers instead of five whatever Oh, I love, but, I love, I love, I love that. I need to read this book because it really is, it, it really comes down to that. I mean, there are so many things that we learn immediately the second that we're like out of the womb. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and and it's that, you know, like you start getting all this like feedback and you begin like with all these possibilities and so much confidence in yourself. And like, yeah, the world is my oyster, you know, like, yeah, let's go. And then you start getting that feedback. Oh, you're not yeah. good enough or you can't do this because of that or you shouldn't be doing that or you should and it's like you start being afraid of being yourself period yeah. so it's um, like you, you know adults be like you can be anything you want to be oh oh you you can't wear pink you're a boy you know and you're like wait i thought i could be what i wanted to be exactly or like you can't wear makeup that's not manly and it's like yeah. excuse me <laughs> what is that it truly yeah it, i mean it all comes down to those very early years and and unpacking a lot of that and and reclaiming that i feel like that's where i'm at now reclaiming a lot of the things that um i was so afraid of of doing (laughs) so here's the really tough question though i feel like i am who i am because the struggles i've been through Mm. if you didn't have those struggles if things were more accepted and you were you know able to just walk out and be who you wanted to be do you think you'd be in the same spot or do you think 
the struggle is part of what brought you to where you are because being an actor has got to be a big struggle oh yeah i mean being an actor on its own is <laughs> is a whole nother thing to it <laughs> <laughs> goodness gracious that one's that one's a fun uh that one's a fun and devastating journey of constantly putting your heart out there and getting it stabbed and stomped and then putting it back in your chest and heal it a little bit and then yeah. put it out there again <laughs> and it's like, like am i good enough now no gracious. <laughs> a lot of nurture a lot of nurture yeah. i mean people see always like the oh they booked this they booked that like they're always but they don't see like all of the rejections that i mm -hmm. like have gone through like over and over again um which are like it's a lot of like looking at yourself in the mirror and be like you got this buddy <laughs> you're beautiful <laughs> you're worthy you're talented let's go um but uh yeah i feel that if i hadn't i mean it, i would just be a different person you know obviously yeah. like i i definitely agree with you that like whatever happens in your life is what makes you who you are today um and if i didn't have the same struggles or victories that i've had thus far i definitely would be a different person um honestly probably less therapy uh <laughs> um you know uh, i bet everyone should go into therapy i feel but like I not do enough think, people are yeah. in it <laughs> gosh yeah i feel like after the uh, halfway through the pandemic i was like yeah, I should treat my mental health just as as seriously as like I treat other things. So let's just, you know, hop on this. And wow, did I realize so many things that I needed to unpack outside of um, uh, gender and sexuality, just as a human being, period, yeah. you know, um, living in this world that wants to squeeze the juice out of you and uh... <laughs> And through a pandemic, I mean, I, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people, including myself, uh, if they weren't already in therapy, went back, you know, just to kind of, very much, you know, Oof. a tune up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like a big like, oh, yeah, I, I see them every week. And I'm like a happy camper. I'm like, thank you very much. You know, it's always good to process uh, the week and and, you know, have have that person there in your corner. But but yeah, I feel like. I mean, I'm happy for the struggles that I have now. I mean, even though a lot of them have uh, sucked uh, uh, and I will be dealing with them for the rest of my life. And I think part of, you know, the the journey of being a human in this dimension is to, you know, carry both love and grief, you know, and, and constantly be in a, in a process of healing until until it's done. Right. Until mm -hmm. this this phase is over. Um, and. And that's the beauty of it, right? I feel like I've had to, I still have to let go of this, like, I need to be perfect, you know, mentality. And that's one of the things. Oh, let me know if you therapy. figure that out. <laughs> so, still yeah. not there. No. Still very much I don't, not I don't there. know if I'll ever get there, you know. Whew, yeah. <laughs> uh, but your struggles have got you on. Our, our flag means death. And I mean, it looks so great. It, it was it as fun to to make as it as it looks to watch and like was, what was your experience like on the set uh, it was an absolute blast dream come true um i i mean everything about that show and about the character specifically you know me being from the caribbean right pirates mm -hmm. um latine uh non-binary i had a background on fencing i actually was part of a fencing team in puerto rico and i you know have skills with sword fighting and it's like they made the, the show for you 
<laughs> I mean, I had so many people be like, still people are like, did they write this for you? And I'm like, no, I had to no. audition. I had the callback. I had the meeting. I had the whole thing to like get to this thing. Um, but it felt so, um, it just felt so natural. Maybe like my pirate ancestors are like, hey, what's up? <laughs> We're here for you, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's gonna be one or two in, in my bloodline. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was so, so much fun. I truly, my cheeks were like hurting every day uh, from laughing. Yeah. And I think honestly, the hardest part was to not break in every single scene because everyone was just like bringing their A game every single day, both in front or when we were not <laughs> filming. Um, I immediately felt so safe, uh, which was like a big one for me because I knew mm -hmm. I was going to be in this for a very long time and uh, I was going to be around a lot of men, uh, cis men specifically. Um, and I was like, okay, here we go. But honestly, like every single one of them was so sweet and welcoming and and we dove into some beautiful conversations right on the get-go. Um, they really just opened their hearts to me and uh it was so 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 beautiful to to be in that space and and be taken care of uh in in that way um and i feel like in a way you also feel that on the screen because it really is you you'll feel taken care of by every single one of us in the show um and it really was such a joy i mean going like getting on the ship and looking around i was like i can't believe this is this is happening. I'm doing this. What? And I still I've watched the show and I'm like, that's me. <laughs> How <is> that? <laughs> Did I just had a fever dream? Like it's still what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. And it, it's I don't I don't know if I'll ever get used to that kind of feeling. And I don't know if I want to. But with like the podcast and, you know, shooting our YouTube shows and, you know, we're headed out to Vegas to record one of our shows yes. in a couple of weeks and you know, I always turn to my business partner and be like, you know, this is our job, right? Like, this is what we do for a living. And it, it's it's so surreal because most of the time it's like hanging out with my friends, doing something silly, yes. watch them make me laugh. And then I put it up on the Internet and, you know, it's it it, it makes no sense, really. <laughs> Truly. And it also makes all of the sense because, yeah. of course, you know, like what you love. I mean, I, you know, talking about capitalism, right? You should you should be able to just do what you love and not worry about like all of the things you got to pay. Um, but it's so nice to know that you can like do what you love and and be able to do life and, and work in what you love to do and have joy in that. And, um, and that's so nice. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love when people get to that point and. You know, my, my son's still trying to figure out what that is. Like my daughter's pretty much zeroed in on what she wants to do. And, you know, I, I am always telling him like, you, you know, if you want to, if you think you want to do something, try it, give it a try, give it an honest try. You know, mm -hmm. if it's hard right away, don't give up. But, you know, if you don't like it, you're at the age where you got plenty of time, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, like if there's a career change, that's you know, 10, 15 years on the line go for it you know like whatever whatever um tickles you and it makes you happy and brings you joy when you do it um but yeah definitely it, things will be hard in the beginning so <laughs> i think we're most yeah, things, i mean they're so. they're hard in the middle too but like it's mm -hmm. you know it's just it's part of life no matter what you do there's some aspect that's gonna be hard whether it's 
doing a job that you hate is really difficult. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if the job is easy. So very much so. But so where can our listeners go to find out more about you and the show online and you know all the promotional all stuff? Of, all of that promo stuff. Yeah. Um, I am on the Instagram as Puerto Rican Ninja. And the N for Ninja and for Puerto Rican is the same. So just the one N in between. Okay. Um, and then I'm on Twitter now. I used to say that I'm not on Twitter, but I am. But now I actually am on Twitter and I'm posting almost every day, which is weird. Why, um, why did you choose to go to Twitter? Because euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, you know, it's weird. Um, like, uh, like the past eight years, I just feel like, oh, Twitter's a, you know, and who knows? I always say if you see nothing but negativity on your social medias. It's the algorithm telling you who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Twitter is a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's so bad intense. sometimes, you know. I but I don't spend a lot of time go. on it. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. only go to just like post like promo stuff and then just like dug out. Yep, that's exactly um, what I do, yeah, yeah. Because it really, yeah, I the second I open it, it's like bombarding with like things and I'm like, I am overwhelmed. Um, yeah. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's <laughs> V underscore Vico underscore Ortiz. Um, and then on TikTok, I'm there just as frequently as I am on Instagram, and that's Vico underscore Ortiz. Um, but yeah, again, Twitter, it's like optional. I'm yeah. Well, I'm really just like reposting what I post on TikTok and Instagram. So you can really just you can just choose one of them. You know, I'm yeah. not going too special on Twitter because. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, TikTok. I'm starting to come around on. So many people have been like, "Oh, you got to get on there to promote the podcast." Blah blah. And uh, so I went and got the Inebriart account because I didn't want to not have the account. And mm-hmm. then I just never used it because I'm like, it just makes me feel super old. I mean, it, I don't get it. And uh, me neither. Honestly, it is but, a journey. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But then there's things that I'm finding on there that I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty brilliant. Um, there's I've a, learned a, so much on TikTok. Honestly, I've 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 learned so much. Really, it's been I'm I'm so excited about this new generation that's coming up and um, how how open they are about so many things that we have been so tabooed with. Um, mm-hmm. I just I love it and I am really grateful for them. Um, so yeah, I've TikTok. I've I found myself now more like going through the videos versus like making them. In the pandemic, I went on a process where I was like posting five to six videos a day. Yeah. Um. Now I just don't have the capacity for it. But, um. But it really it's a great app. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of it. I I I like it because I feel like it picks up on what you want to see pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know, it, I really like some of the people who are entertaining in a it's a very short amount of time to be as entertaining as they can and, and I'm, I'm sure we shouted him out before but there's a, a gentleman by the name uh, dylan hollis i don't think and i've that hasn't crossed my algorithm yet but he, i'm sure uh, after we had this it'll show up <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure your phone's listening yeah. um but he uh gets like vintage cookbooks from like the 1920s and de- you know depression and then he'll make the recipes and it's like sauerkraut chocolate cake or water pie and he- what so like he'll make these like bizarre one was a 
an apple, appleless apple pie using rich crackers. What? And I, he's, he's really funny, but it's also, I think the funniest parts are like when he makes a recipe that sounds horrible. And then at the end, he's like, how this shouldn't work. Why is this working? And it's, you should definitely I'm check it fascinated. out. Wait yeah. a minute. I think I have seen this person. Is he Italian? No, he's Never very mind. Caucasian. <laughs> he's Never very mind. thin and like pasty white. And he's kind of got like a 1950s kind of like floop in his hair. Mm. Um, that means it's not the same person. Because I yeah. do, I have, but I, I think this person, I think the one that I've seen the videos is one that like goes to like thrift stores and like grabs an old machine mm-hmm. and then uses it to make recipes. Um, but, but... Fun stuff. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Same. No yes. <laughs> and, and best of luck. I, I hope uh, you have many, many seasons of this show. And uh, I'm definitely, like I said, I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, damn, I'm going to have to go and get yet another streaming service just so I can watch this. HBO is worth it. HBO Max is worth it. I've, yeah. I've found myself really enjoying a lot of the content they're putting out. So, yeah. <laughs> I just finished watching uh, Peacemaker because a buddy of mine, yes. like we'd get together like every couple of weeks and like watch a bunch of episodes. So oh, maybe I we'll start that. doing that with our flag means death. So yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Thank if you. our listeners are out there, go binge watch the show and um yeah thanks for thanks for coming on man it's great thank you cheers and uh our listeners we'll catch you guys again next week and thanks for checking out the show today listeners uh if you enjoyed the content today you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show you can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out you can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. So thanks again for listening.